if you're in a sexual situation or any type of situation and you do take it really seriously or personally when um, somebody tells you no and then kind of throw a hissy fit about it or, you know, get walk out of the room in a huff or something like that, then or pout, yeah, you're not a, like be, or pout or anything. Or, yeah. Stonewall, yeah, then that is you're not an easy person to say no to. Welcome to the Multi-Amory Podcast. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. We believe in looking to the future of relationships, not maintaining the status quo of the past. So whether you're monogamous, polyamorous, swinging, casually dating, or if you just do relationships differently, we see you and we're here for you. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're going to be talking all about one little word, no. The, so they're not actually just going to be talking just about the word, but more about the concept of saying no. So I don't know if you have heard this out there, but the power of no is this expression that's been around for a while, and it, it tends to come up in two different ways. On the one side, it's used in like personal care and self-improvement sort of ways of like the power of saying no to things that you don't want. Or it also comes up in terms of things like sales and negotiation and things like that, of that like going for no and like pursuing what you want until you get the no is kind of another way that it comes up. And so for this episode, we're going to explore each of those as well as a third potentially even more powerful or at least magical way that no can improve your life, which is specifically being a, a good receiver of no. Um, and that's a little bit different from the ways that it tends to be talked about in the zillion blogs out there that are written with the title, The Power of No, or something like that. Yeah, see, the funny thing is that when you sent me this episode and I saw that it was titled The Power of No, I was like, is did he misspell the power of now? Because that's my touch point to that phrase. <laughs> okay. It's the Eckhart Tolle book. Right. That's good. I actually wasn't familiar with this being a common phrase, the power of no. I mean, I'm, I was familiar with the concept of empowering people to say no mm -hmm. and blogs floating around, uh, you know, about like, here's what to do if you're someone who has a hard time saying no. I was familiar with that. But this whole idea of that as a phrase or as, a, as an idiom is new to me. Right. Well, there's like various paraphrasings of it. I just went with the power of no because it was kind of simple. But various it, you know, paraphrasings it, like what? Well, things like you know the the road to success is paved with the word no, or like you have to go through no to get to success, or like you know no is the most powerful word you can say, or you know there's like various hmm. things, but it they all kind of come down to this concept of like saying no. Or having others say no to you is important. What about Apparently, the power of gnomes? I think that's I something like else that. entirely. It's a different. Yes. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a garden gnome. Yeah. Well, I James think. is going off on this whole tangent about things being magical. <laughs> okay. Oh. So that's okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Fair. Okay. I hear Fair enough. Yes. So apparently, no was my first word, which is pretty funny. 
Really? Considering that later on in life, I wasn't very good at saying it. You used up a lot of your nose in your first couple of years of being verbal. Well, uh. it was because my mother used to, that was like a word that she used a lot with me. Like if I wanted uh. to grab something or knock something over or, you know, do something that I shouldn't have been doing, she would be like, no. No. And so apparently that became my first word because I was so used okay. to hearing it. Wow. <laughs> Young. I, so, I remember. Sorry, this is not yes, not, no, not related please. at all. No, my, my little brother's, one of his first words was, uh-oh, because that's what uh -oh. we would say anytime he would like drop his binky or, you know, would oh, drop cute. something he had. would be like, uh-oh. And so he started referring to that as, as uh-oh. Like if he wanted his binky, he'd be like, uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh, that's adorable. It was really cute. Jeez. <laughs> Very adorable. But let's bring it back. So, Jace, you know, you want us to talk about this in kind of three different arenas today, um, specifically about saying no. And let's start with just the power of being able to say no to people, to coworkers, to your boss, to your romantic partners, to that person on the street asking you to sign up for a subscription you don't want to sign up for, oh, whatever it is. <laughs> I've okay. said yes to that in New York, and it was awful. Ugh. Well, was really um, pressured into someone <laughs> telling me, like, you have to buy this freaking, if for $90, you can get your, like, haircut at, like, an exclusive you know, oh, one of those, oh, one of those in like, New York salon packagey, and I just I, I I was I didn't know how to say no, so I gave her ninety dollars and never used it. Of course, never oh, used no. it. It was awful. Um, I know. Yes. That's I'm so not surprised me. at all, though. No, and I totally <laughs> did. Someone came into the restaurant that I worked at too, and was like, "Here, teeth whitening, and like it's only fifty bucks." and and like we're doing a special for people around here and I and I did it and I never used it also. So um, those are two terrible times of me saying, <laughs> saying yes and not and just literally throwing away my money. Well, this is a good segue into the first thing we want to talk about this, which is why is it so hard to say no sometimes? Mm. Emily, Emily now, now you're now you're on trial. Right. Uh, no, no, really though. I mean, really okay, though. Fine. Because I, I think a lot of people have been in that situation. I've definitely been in that situation. And this is like a relatively maybe lowish stakes situation, kind of depending. Um, mm -hmm. But like, why in those situations do you feel like it was so hard to say no? I think, okay, initially the, my first thing is like, wow, okay, well, this person is doing, this is like literally their job right now. They have a job to do um, and they have to get money from people in this very kind of roundabout way of like talking about, you know, oh, I love your hair. I love like X, Y, and Z thing about you, but like I could definitely make it better by giving you this package deal of going to a salon or whatever. And I guess at the time I just was, I felt a little bad. I'm like, oh, well, they're, they're trying so hard to win me over and I don't want to be rude to them. And so I guess I'm just going to be like kind and give them some money here and just sort of do that, which unfortunately it led to like nothing for me. So <laughs> yeah, it, but I think it's just difficult because it's it's hard when somebody's working hard to get you to do something to say no to them. I think that you hit on a couple big ones there. I think one is that um, we don't want to hurt someone's feelings, you mm -hmm. know, like we don't want to hurt someone else by saying no to them. Uh, and then also maybe a little bit of the like, oh, well, maybe this is a good deal. I don't want to miss out. Totally. Or like, this might be my only chance to do this with this person, or this might be my only chance to 
get a job in this field, so I better take it, even though it doesn't seem like a good one. You know, there's lots of different ways that could look. Or like, you know, maybe this is the only person who's going to want to date me this year, so I should mm. say yes, even if I'm not that interested. Like, yeah. I know it's yeah, it's that's... funny, but it's super true. And actually, like, you know, it's it's funny when you're not in it, and it really sucks when you are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hilarious when you're not in it, I have to say. Um, Gosh. Yeah, I feel like one. I feel I've like historically you're great struggled. at saying no, probably. You think I'm great at saying no? Okay, I think in those situations of like if someone's asking for my money, I'm pretty good at saying no. Pretty good. Most of the time, pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, and just being like, no, sorry, not today. I have a hard time historically uh, with saying no to people, like, I think romantically. Mm, No, not necessarily for getting in relationships. I think that when I was very, very young, like a teenager, I would say yes to whole relationships that I really wasn't actually jazzed about. But there was kind Mm. of this fear of like, oh, this is the only person interested in me. And so I have to take this opportunity, you know. Um, But I think later in life, it's been more around, I realize I have this weird thought process that sometimes comes up when people ask me out that it seems similar to your thought process, Emily. I was like, well, oh gosh, they went through this effort and they Mm. put themselves out on a limb and it's scary to ask someone out. And so I can't say no. (laughs) And and that's, I mean, and that's completely like self-directed coercion, basically, you know, because even Mm -hmm. in situations where, where someone's not being a jerk, they're not like being weird and and coercive and pressuring or stuff like that, like just being vulnerable and honest, I think there's still this internalized sense of like, well, it would just be rude to say no, which is, I think, something that a lot of humans struggle with. I think something that women struggle with specifically, this idea that saying no automatically equals you're being a rude POS. Hmm. Um, Wait, we can we can curse on this show. Piece of shit. There we go. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just don't get angry if we curse on this show. (laughs) But yeah, that's definitely something that I've struggled with for for quite a while of how to actually say no, because I think something that's attached to saying no, I think especially to like romantic or sexual opportunities is this idea of you need to have a good enough reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no way to just say no to someone. I think historically, especially, you know, women saying no to men because you're going to be expected to provide some kind of proof or evidence or defend your choice or stuff like that. And I feel like I feel feel that very much ingrained in me. Yeah, for sure. I think that it comes up in other arenas, but I definitely feel like with heterosexual relationships, that comes up a lot. That kind of feeling of of like men feeling like women need a good enough reason and usually good enough means having a boyfriend or a husband and like pretty much no other reason is acceptable almost as if it's Mm. this like, well, obviously you would want to be with me because like, obviously you just would. So if you're saying no, like there's gotta be like a very compelling reason for why that is. Cause that really sucks for you. And it's just like the amount of ego that's behind that is kind of mind blowing. But I, I know I've talked to you about this a bunch. I just yesterday had a 40 minute phone conversation saying no to someone who wanted to buy ads on our show who just would not take no for an answer. And it felt a lot like that thing of like, I needed to come up with a good enough reason. And I was like, I don't really want to be the one to have to give that to you, especially since you don't actually seem to want my feedback Mm -hmm. about your company and about what it is you're trying to do. You just want to 
talk enough so that you think you convince me. Like you're not actually interested in hearing what I have to say here. But we were on the phone for 40 minutes because I wasn't going to, I didn't want to be mean or rude, but at the same time just kept in different ways saying no over and over again to you this guy to who just truly hang up on on this person, <laughs> on this person. in order to yeah. like end the conversation any other way pretty much so yeah i yeah. understand right so it comes um, up in, in a lot of arenas for sure absolutely well okay we've all had to say no in various ways over the years for any number of reasons or had a really difficult time with it, especially in, I think, my case. Like, I I am only now maybe starting to become a little bit better at saying no. But why is it important and why is it powerful to say no to people? Oh, boy. I th- this one's so, so powerful. Uh, okay, let me, let me just start off. I feel like one of the big ones is that it makes... That, uh, especially from the fear of saying no out of hurting someone's feelings or being rude or mean or being a POS, as Dedeker said, um, <laughs> that that actually, ironically, I feel like it makes you a safer person. It makes you a more trustworthy person because people then start to learn that when you do say yes to something, you actually mean it as opposed to like, you know, because that can happen on the other side too of like they said yes or like they didn't quite say no and I don't really know where they stand. Mm. Whereas if you know that like, oh, I know this person is able to say no when they want to say no. So cool. Like I can feel more confident in trusting what they say to me. Um, that I feel like even if hearing a no can hurt, it's like in the long run, the stress over the stress it can create in your life and other people's lives by not saying no and also not quite saying yes or like saying yes out of obligation can actually create a lot of stress all around um, that maybe that short pulling the bandaid off of saying no would avoid. I don't know. What do you think? That's that's just something I've I've noticed and I do struggle with it, too. Um, it's something I've noticed. Well, I think the important thing to think about, I think especially in situations like you're talking about, M, like when someone's trying to get your money in some way or sell you something, I mean, a certain amount of sales, predatory sales tactics are based on the fact that they know that you feel like it's rude to say no. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. They, I should keep they, that in mind more often. <laughs> <laughs> that makes complete know, sense, though, of course. And they know that if I've sat here and like talked to you for 10 minutes about how great your hair is and like made you feel like we actually have some sort of Bond. connection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That some people are going to feel extra rude. Well, yeah. Some people will say like, oh, well, you know, you're my sister. You're my whatever. You know, you're my friend mm. now because, you know, I, I think that you're so beautiful or, or whatever and really, truly like try to do that. I yeah. remember, yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks ago before or I guess a couple months ago now, before lockdown happened, a woman came to my door and was like, we're selling these big coupons for 20 bucks for a basketball team. And like, it was a bunch of non-vegan things that I could never use. And I'm like, can I just give you $20 like here? (laughs) I'm not going to use this. Even in that situation, I freaking gave someone money. Jeez. Well, it's okay. You probably supported a local... Like, yeah. what, kids basketball team or whatever. Sure, um, I guess I can feel okay about that one. But yeah, I think, so there are so many things out there that will take your time away from from what you really should be doing. 
and mm-hmm. it it allows by saying no, I think it can allow you to really like focus and pin down in your life on like what you truly care about and what truly matters. For example, yeah, I took uh, I I took like three restaurant jobs. I've talked about this on this show before, but three restaurant jobs at once, and it, they you know all wanted me at the same time and stuff. And so I said yes to all of them, but my life was total chaos. It was like running from the next job to the next job to the next job. It was a terrible time. It was, it was a, terrible a terrible time. time yeah. yeah, it was. It was not good for me or for anyone else. And then also trying to do multi amory on top of it and. It was just way too much, and I had to finally like pare down and be like, I'm not doing this anymore because this is completely ridiculous. But it, beforehand, yeah. I didn't want to say no to these people because I I was all of those things. I was worried about missing out on money and on opportunity and saying mm-hmm. no to friends who wanted me to be in these jobs, etc. Yeah, and I think the funny irony of it is that when we feel like we can't say no to anything, it actually makes it so we're less able to say yes to the things that really matter to us. Like, even even to think about, maybe this is silly, but to think about your uh, example of the, the woman coming to your door wanting donations for something. Like, like remember Emily mm-hmm. at our old place, there were those kids who lived in the same building who, you know, a couple times a year would have their like school, you know, selling wrapping paper or whatever to raise money for, for stuff, you know. And to me, I was like, yeah, I remember being there and doing that as a kid and I want to support these kids. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I want to do that. And it's like, if I were saying yes to every other sale or promotion or every other thing that came along, I wouldn't have the money to give to something where I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I don't even really want these things, but I want to support you. So let me do that. Kind of like you said with the woman with the chocolate, where it's like, you could support her, I would argue, because you have said no to some other things that could have taken that money away from you. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that something that's quite supremely powerful about being able to say no is that it can be the difference between having a great experience with another human being and having an experience that just feels like a violation and that produces a lot of resentment Mm. for one or both of you. And this doesn't have to be about any kind of sexual interaction. I know when we talk about consent and saying no, often it's within this context of negotiating sexual interaction or stuff like that. And it really doesn't have to be. You know, it can be a great experience for someone to come to you and say, hey, do you have time to do this thing for me right now? And I can be like, oh, actually, no, like, I don't. I'm sorry. And then being like, okay, sorry, I just thought I'd ask. And that's a small interaction, but it's a good experience, you know, to have that freedom to be able to say no. And then the other person receives it and then no harm, no foul, essentially, versus if I don't feel like I can say no, I say yes, even though I don't really have the time or capacity to do this thing for this person. And then not only am I stressed out and tired out and maybe also feeling like, well, they should have seen how stressed and tired I was and they shouldn't have even asked in the first place. And now maybe I resent them for coming to me in the first place. And then just all around, things are no good and feel kind of crummy. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of alluded to that earlier too. Um, And then uh, I was just going to say last one is just uh, saying no is also can get you out of a bad situation. So it's not always about saying the word no, but more about saying no to something. And that's like getting out of a shitty relationship, right? That's not to say like, oh, you should have said no beforehand because maybe you didn't know that. Maybe it's changed Mm -hmm. over time. But like that ability to say no also means 
stopping doing something once you've started doing it and saying, actually, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, you know, so it, it can look like that too. So there's this woman, Judith Stills, who's a PhD psychologist. Um, and she had this quote on no, which is no tests the health and equity of your closest relationships. If you feel you cannot say no, at least to some things, some of the time then you are not being loved, you are being controlled. See, that's really <sighs> interesting. Yeah, it, it because you can, in your life, be taken advantage of by people in various ways. You can also take advantage of people, but the ability to be able to say no to someone can help you kind of monitor that for yourself and be like, okay, am I, am I in a situation where this feels like if I said yes to this, I might be taken advantage of and so you can kind of figure that out for yourself in those moments and if you're maybe being controlled or if you are in a situation where you're like this is this is okay to say no and i feel good about that right and then also i mean <clears throat> something i've seen sometimes in more toxic or abusive relationships is if you say no to a partner and that partner instead of accepting it treats that no like a challenge that huh. that's often mm -hmm. a bad sign as well, because then if it gets to that situation where it's just constantly escalating, trying to push against that no of like, well, what if it was this? What if it was that? Well, you shouldn't feel this way, like constantly trying to talk you out of it necessarily. Like, that's also not a good sign either. It's no. like we talked about earlier with that guy I was on the phone with for 40 minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah this is not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. We do not so work with this person. Let's. Let's talk about how can we get better at being able to say no mm -hmm. to people around us. Yeah. I think it takes a little bit of time, maybe age, maybe lots of years of <laughs> feeling like, okay, I'm not really good at this and it's burned me in various ways. But yeah, one of the ways that you talked about, Jace, was kind of having baby steps, which I think, yeah, is a good thing for someone like me who's pretty bad at saying no. But instead of just saying yes automatically to maybe be like, let me let me think about it. Let me uh, not maybe commit to that quite yet. Check my schedule, see what's going on, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then go kind of from there and yeah. see if you like really it, take the moment to evaluate. Is this going to be a good thing in your life right now? Right. It's like if it's the choice between for you, it's like the only options that feel possible is saying yes or maybe saying let me think about it. Go with the let me think about it. Mm hmm. If, if you don't feel like you could say no right then for, for whatever reason, right? The circumstance or your emotional state or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. I think that some of that training yourself out of the automatic yes is really tied to just giving yourself time and being able to slow down, you know, which is where I think mindfulness can really help, you know, being able to buy yourself some time by, again, if you can't go straight for the no, by saying something like, let me think about that for a second, you know, just to give yourself time um, to check in with like what's going on in your body and what's going on in your emotions, because also answering from a place that's super emotionally charged, uh, you know, maybe it's charged by guilt of like, oh, God, this person is making all this effort and they're they're being really nice to me. And so like that compels a particular answer or or things like that. Um, and just checking in on like, what are the emotions going on in your body? Is there anger? Is there disgust? Is there regret? Is there fear? Just being aware of that, you know, and then 
producing your answer or even taking more time to actually think about it until you're feeling a little bit less emotional, until you're feeling a little bit more calm, a little bit more stable before being able to to respond. Yeah, absolutely. In in an article by Judith Stills, who Emily quoted earlier, um, she talks about the importance of being as unemotional as you can in saying no, because that also helps people to receive hmm. it better. Um, whether that That's emotion, and this is the part that I added too, is like whether that emotion is like, no, you know, if it's like I'm disgusted or angry, but also could be like, you're like, uh, I, I don't think that I can't, you know, the, the emotion of like, I'm afraid to tell you this or like, I'm, I feel bad about it, that even that can then make them think, oh, they just need to be talked into it. Like clearly they're feeling uncomfortable saying no, so I should convince them to say yes. Even if they don't mean that in as terrible and manipulative as that sounded when I said it out loud, in either case, it's not what you want. In either case, it's going to end up in a situation that you didn't want. So, you know, trying to get that across, I think, I think helps if, if possible, you know. Yeah, I've found that some people in my life who I'm intimidated by, I, mm. I really it's really hard for me to say no to them. Um, even like my voice teacher, who's who can be pretty intense and intimidating at times. Uh -huh. She's great. And I, I learn a lot from her. But yeah, at times, like if I feel like I can't afford doing something, mm. then like taking an hour and a half long lesson, but she is very insistent upon it, then I'll like say yes, even when I should be saying no. So is that why you're always in voice lessons? <laughs> well, I took a couple weeks off during quarantine because, you know, I had like no money. Um, I still have like no money, but we, we're doing we're doing cheaper lessons right now. So that's good. That's good. But yeah, yeah, uh, I think I think it is important to practice saying no in various ways so that when you do have people in your life who maybe you are a little bit more intimidated by or mm, who yeah. it's more difficult for whatever reason for you to say no to them, that it can become easier in those instances, especially if you really need to. If you don't have like the funds to pay for something and you need to say no to someone for a reason such as that, then you need to be able to do so in those particular moments. But it can take work. It can take a lot of personal reflection and insistence. Yeah. Right. And I think um, in this case, when it comes to practice, like that can even literally look like actual practice with a friend or someone to be like, hey, can you help me practice saying no to this particular situation? Especially if you've noticed sort of a recurring, you know, every weekend I sign up for a new subscription when I go downtown New York, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> whatever it is uh, yeah. have them have them practice it with you and you know uh to like literally practice i guess not just sort of mentally be like yeah 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 no in the mirror you know I'm no no but actually like get someone to help you <laughs> i'm it, like older women that are like my mother i'm terrible at saying no to them like mm. real like a domineering overbearing intense women i'm terrible at saying no men i'm like whatever no <laughs> But wow, women, yeah, I'm like uh, freaked out by it. It's that's I'm good really to know. It. it is good that's to know. That's good to know. Yeah. So how do we then? How do we practice that with you, Em? I don't know. Like, how do we set that up? We need to hire like an older, domineering woman. We need to hire a dominatrix, <laughs> and I, I bring her <laughs> and bring her in, no. and we'll just okay. yeah. and she'll just stand there asking you if you want to buy a particular coupon or subscription like, or no. voice lessons, and you'll just be like, no, 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 no. over and over it. again. Great.
It'll be great. It'll probably be the easiest money she's ever made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> the thing is, I don't have money for that right now either. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can then go around and we can do a collection, a fundraising collection, be like, mm. will you contribute $20 to hiring a dominatrix so that we can help <laughs> Emily practice saying no to domineering women? I love it. And we'll just pass the hat around and see how that goes. It'll yeah. be a whole daisy chain of... <laughs> of right. probably receiving a lot of no's from people. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Call, be call uh, 1-800-TEACH-EMILY-NO. You can give us a credit card and we'll just uh, take those donations. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Do a little pledge drive. No. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it's okay. You can say no to that. Uh, and then also just sort of like, don't, um, don't say yes. Like, sorry, what am I trying to say? Saying yes first and then later saying no is, I think especially difficult and arguably more hurtful. So I think that idea of like saying, let me think about it, or I don't think that I can, but but I will let you know, or something can be an alternative to that, that maybe at least someone's not counting on you and then you're bailing once you realize I'm overcommitted, for example. Yeah, bailing bailing's no fun. No one likes bailing or flakiness. I just want to reiterate, it is okay to do that, you know, along the lines of consent being reversible. Like, right. please don't take our words to mean that you once you said yes, you're you're stuck. Um, just you know, use some common sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So we want to move on to talking about the power of receiving no. Uh, but before we do that, we want to take a quick moment to talk about ways you can support this show if that's actually a yes for you. So please take a moment. And if you like this show, if this is something you want to support, listen to our sponsors as well as our info about Patreon and consider supporting or getting some of those awesome products. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy, or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. 
So we want to move on to speaking about the power of receiving a no from someone. So there are those of us out there who do live in a lot of fear of someone telling us no, and it can definitely prove to be a challenge in our lives because it can cause a lot of stress when we might take somebody's no personally. Uh, and then also because fear of no is like really a real thing, it can definitely stop us from advocating for ourselves or for pursuing like what we want in our life because we're constantly worried about somebody saying no to us. So this is interesting. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at receiving a no, but I'm really bad at giving a no. So I wonder well, what... Clearly, because your, your mom trained you from birth. She just she like noted them. you a whole yeah, bunch. Yeah, exactly. She was like, I'm going to know all over the place, and then you're going to be great <laughs> at that, but then terrible at saying it yourself for mm. whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of... Uh, there's this concept that's been floating around recently, It uh, this ask culture versus guest culture concept. Have the two of you ask encountered that? Ask versus guess? Yeah. It uh, had no. a... It like initially was popular um, in 2010 was kind of like when I first saw it floating around the internet and then went quiet and then it's had a resurgence recently I've noticed a lot of like memes about this or articles about mm. this being shared yeah. recently um, but basically it's it's more about like kind of the microcultures that you grew up in which could also be influenced by the culture at large that you grew up in um, but this idea of like ass culture people feel comfortable with like directly asking for a favor or directly asking for something and understanding I may receive a no and that's okay. Versus guest culture people, the point is more indirect communication and more like I can only ask if I'm expecting to receive a yes, basically. You know, mm. so the example that often gets attached to this is this idea that like someone, your friend calls you up and says, hey, I'm going to be in town for a business trip next week, can I crash at your place? And maybe they're an ask culture person where they may accept, oh yeah, you may say no, you may say yes, I'm just going to ask though and see. Versus if you're a guest culture person, you may be feeling offended like, wow, that's really presumptuous of them to reach out and ask mm. because now I'm in a position where either I feel obligated to say yes or I feel like I have to say no. And in guest culture, that's like, that's a bad thing. That's a failure. You know, that means you, the asker, have not sufficiently read the room you know, and therefore you're asking your question because you're expecting a yes. And so this is something that can come up in relationships. Often it can come up in negotiations. I highly recommend going and just go Google ask culture versus guest culture. You'll find a lot of resources on it. Um, but it makes me think about that of yeah. that. You can be raised in a microculture where someone saying no to you, your parents saying no to you or a teacher saying no to you, like that's automatically a failure, you know, mm -hmm. and it's really easy to take that personally. For sure. And and I think that part of what goes along with that is this idea of <clears throat> that when someone says no to you, that they're saying no like to you as a human being, rather than just saying no to the thing that you asked, the favor that you asked, or the relationship that you wanted or something. And it's like we... And I feel like this is even bigger than just the ask culture versus guest culture. I feel like even within someone who grew up in an asking sort of microculture, that there's still an element of this, like, no is a bad response and yes is a good response. So, you know, try to ask it in a way to make sure you get a yes or don't ask something if you know the answer is going to be a no or or if you think it's going to be a no, something like that. I do want to bring up 
that it, because we've alluded to it a little bit here, but it, that in the heterosexual relationships that I've been in, it has been difficult sometimes on both ends to like say no in sexual situations and then um, at times on either end to feel really offended when somebody gives you a no or see that offense occur when you give a no and then having this like cyclical thing of feeling like you have to say yes but not really wanting to and then also bracing yourself for when you're going to get asked and it's just really ugly all the way around and I think um, there's a lot of entitlement that happens in relationships for time and for people's bodies and we've talked about this before on previous episodes, but I think that, and and we'll, we're going to get to this, but the ability to be okay with hearing the word no and also giving it is really important in relationships. Yeah, I think it's, you know, well documented, I think, especially in heterosexual relationships or sexual situations, how... Um, you know, consent has historically been a tricky thing and people being able to say no has been a tricky thing. Um, I have a personal story about this that actually reflects very poorly on me, so I'm going to share it. Um, but it's basically in my early 20s when I was kind of dating more heavily and had more casual hookups and stuff like that, that I I uh, like went on like two or three dates with this guy and... Um, you know, I went back to his place, I think on like date number three or whatever, and we were like fooling around. And I, you know, asked him if he wanted to like have specifically penetrative sex. And he said, no, actually. Um, and he went on to explain, like, I mean, I didn't prompt him on this. He wanted to explain that like he kind of had recently had a little bit of a traumatic experience with it. Um, and so he was like, so if it's okay with you, I kind of would like to do other things like outer course or like other sexual activities, but not penetrative sex. And I remember at the time, I mean, feeling compassion for him because he like shared what was going on, you know, so feeling kind of sad for him. But then also at the same time, I was still kind of indoctrinated in this idea of like, men don't say no to sex, mm. you know, like, so I think I didn't receive that no very well. Like I still kind of gave him a little, like I... <laughs> The way that I remember it, looking back on it, is that, like, I felt like he was kind of a weirdo, you know, mm. which was, like, so not the right <laughs> response to that, like, now that I know now. And I think some of that was just that assumption of, like, well, guys don't say no to sex. And if a guy is saying no to sex, it means there is something very wrong with you yeah. as a yeah. woman, exactly. you know. So it was both the combination of, like, whoa, this guy's maybe a little weird combined with, oh, maybe there's something wrong with me if he doesn't want to have penetrative sex um and i mean that's something that you know we've heard from listeners especially listeners you know male listeners of ours who go to play parties and feel like uh if i say no to this touch this other person is going to take it personally because that's the way we've all been socialized when it comes to saying things like yes or no anyway i you know nowadays i feel really bad about that um and I, you know, hope that that guy's doing well. We didn't end up seeing each other again. I don't think because of that instance, but because he lived out in Santa Monica, honestly. <laughs> <Hey>. And <laughs> in L.A., when you have to drive half an hour to see someone when yeah. there's no traffic is just oof, like rough. <laughs> and that whole situation that happened, I do feel like it was an important stage in my own personal development with these things because it was important for me to have that experience of a man saying no to sex for me for 
like, I mean, I don't want to say like a quote unquote legitimate reason, not like he needed a legitimate reason, but like that it showed me, oh, hey, people can say no for any reason. And like, I don't need to know. And it can be really serious and it doesn't have to necessarily do with me. Um, and that is still important to hear no. I I love that. I think that that idea of um, realizing that someone else's no isn't always about you uh, is huge, huge. <laughs> Because I would say it's actually about you probably a minority of the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, or at least a, a minority of it is about you. You know, it's, it's wow. Yeah, that's a really great observation to have. I think the other kind of side of this is that the fear of someone saying no to you can also hold us back from asking for what we want. And this one's a tricky one because I feel like there's there's kind of this... It's important to find the middle path between, on the one hand, you, you know, someone, and this is where it comes up a lot in sales and stuff, is this like going for a no? It's like you keep pushing until they tell you a definitive no, and that's how you know you've sold them as much stuff as you can sell them. Or, right, it's like go till you get a more solid no, and that goes into pushy, shitty territory, right? Especially in especially in relationships, but I would argue actually in, in any circumstance. And then on the other side, you have the, if you're so afraid of getting a no, and instead you kind of try to insinuate everything or in, indirectly ask everything so they never get a chance to say no, you can also end up being pushy and shitty and putting people in a bad situation. So I actually think that there's this this really important middle ground of being being clear. I don't even want to say direct because that has some connotations to it, but like being clear and unafraid in stating what it is that that you want, whether that's a raise or a job or a relationship with someone or going to a certain place or that you want someone to, uh, you know, join your Patreon, you know, whatever it is of like not being afraid to ask that while at the same time not being like, oh, well, I'm going to keep pushing until they tell me fuck off like no <laughs> you know but i think at so the same are, time like a lot of us can just go through life like never really asking for what we want and other people who might want to give us something don't know how because we've never told them what we want so are there ways to get better at hearing the word no i guess not <laughs> saying it but hearing it i guess like okay so if we don't internalize it and rather just they're saying no to like the action or the thing that you maybe want in that scenario or something along those lines. If you can kind of take yourself out of the situation, which is really hard to do. Yeah, we know that. I know that personally. But yeah, in, instead, just see like, you know, they're not saying no to me as a complete person, but rather just to the thing that I am asking of them. That one's funny, even if the ask is like to go on a date with you where it's like, well, no, they're saying no to me. And if you really I know this is maybe a mind game, but like to go, well, no, they're actually saying no, not to me as a person, but to going on a date with me. And I think that mm -hmm. subtle difference actually is significant and can help. Yeah, definitely. Um, something that comes up in a lot of consent exercises is the thanks for taking care of yourself exercise, you know, so just practicing you asking somebody for something, they say no, and then you respond with thanks for taking care of yourself. Um, some consent instructors don't like the thanks for taking care of yourself. We like it. Any variation of just like, thanks, I got the message 
you know, and then that's where the conversation, or at least where that particular negotiation ends. Like it's really good practice because I think that also something that sometimes hampers us is uh, someone says no to us and then we don't know what to say back necessarily, you know, oh my gosh, and so giving yeah, yourself so true. just a little script, just a little script of like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know is perfect. Yeah. That's a really good way to handle that situation. And practicing that one, I think, is huge of just like getting in that habit. Because I know for me, the first time I went to a uh, like a consent workshop where they did that exercise of going asking someone for something that you're pretty sure they would say yes to. And then part of the exercise is that they will say no. And then in response, you know, some variation on thank you for taking care of yourself or thank you for letting me know. It for me was this kind of mind blowing moment of, whoa, someone saying no to me is something that I would thank them for. And it and it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about this whole episode of like, you got something clear, you know, you got Mm -hmm. something honest, you got something that was hard for them to do in the same way that like, it's, you know, Emily, you were saying before, it's like, oh, they did all this work to talk to me about this thing. And they're working so hard. For me, it was this really mind-blowing moment of realizing, yeah, anytime someone says no to me, I know that that's hard. I know that that can be very hard for some people. So it's like really appreciating it and admiring it, being like, wow, thank you for for that. Helped me be a lot less afraid of of no also. All right. Let's take it to the final countdown <laughs> the second to the core like, where are you going with this i don't know um the final section uh the superpower art of being easy to say no to now this is something that not a lot of people out there are talking about it's basically never talked about there are countless resources out there that talk about the opposite about how to make it harder for people to say no to you which is everything from just being charismatic and irresistible to being downright manipulative uh so that's cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but we don't really spend a lot of time in our culture i think talking about how being someone where it's easy and safe to say no to is actually a good thing and maybe a good character quality, something that makes life easier for yourself and everyone around. And now, of course, caveats, you know, there's a difference between between being easy and safe to say no to and saying no for somebody else. Um, there's a difference between being easy and safe to say no to and being a doormat, of course. Um, you know, and you can do things where maybe you ask for something, uh, and then you immediately followed up with like, oh, no, oh, I really I shouldn't have asked. Oh, I'm so terrible for asking like, oh, no, you know, stuff like that. Like that doesn't count as being safe to say no to because what you're projecting to the other person is like, even before you've said yes or no, I'm beating myself up like you're having to watch me self-flagellate and mm-hmm. really perform how difficult it is for me to even ask this to then make you feel even worse if you do have to say no to me. Um, On the other hand, cultivating a sense of safety where people know that you are the kind of person who will respectfully receive a no, that not only makes the world a better place, but it also makes you an easier person to say yes to. Yeah. Okay. So for all the people sitting at home, scratching their heads, being like, woof, wait, what are you saying? Like being easy to say no to? Uh, what? Like that seems super counterintuitive. And stick with us because we want to get to it. And this is something that actually like really is like a superpower. But let's start by, we've kind of covered this already, but let's sort of review, like why is it hard to receive a no? Right? And I would say first thing is that 
everything in life tells us we should like yes is success and no is failure. So if we're getting no's, we're failing and that's a blow to our self-esteem and we're likely going to show that to the person who is saying it to us. And even if we don't intend to, we're now manipulating that person into, you know, at least feeling bad, if not changing their mind and saying yes. Right. Like we've kind of even with the best of intentions and even just coming from a place of insecurity have made a shitty situation for other people by doing that. And that's but that's that's hard not to do because it's so tied with our self-worth in this culture. Yeah, but internally it can be hard not to take a no personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like 100%. you said, yeah, it's, it's like a failing thing. Like, oh, well, I guess I failed at X because they're saying no. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, as we said before, like specifically in the situation of being in a relationship with someone and if you're in a sexual situation or any type of situation... And you do take it really seriously or personally when um, somebody tells you no and then kind of throw a hissy fit about it or, you know, get walk out of the room in a huff or something like that. Then, or pout, yeah, you're not a, like be, or pout or anything. Or, yeah. Stonewall. Yeah. Then that is you're not an easy person to say no to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's not a thing to be striving for in any way. Instead, like consent in the stuff that you talked about before, Jace, being able to say like, hell yes to someone and then also being able to respectfully take a no is a really, really awesome, important thing to be able to do. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this on this show before, but the Gottman Institute that does a ton of research on relationships and couples and things like that, specifically when it comes to asking for sex within a relationship, a short-term or long-term relationship, that the couples where there's a culture of it being safe to say no, you know, where anyone can say no to sex at any time, basically. And there's, like you said, no pouting, no hissy fit. Like, like when there's zero negative consequences for saying no in the relationship, those couples have way more sex, ironically. You know, it seems counterintuitive that you would think that, like, when there's more opportunity and safety to say no, there's going to be more no's. And it actually produces the opposite effect that they're more likely to say yes, you know, or they're more likely Probably to say... because they feel safe. Yeah, exactly. Or they're more likely to say like, mm, no, I don't want to do that kind of sex, but let's do this other kind of sex instead. Things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I love that. I was also going to say, I think part of it is that this is something that Dedeker, I feel like you've expressed to me before, is that if you're with someone where you don't trust them to receive a no gracefully and, and kindly and stuff like that, that it's like there can actually be a fear of saying yes to even a little thing because that might lead then to the next thing that you might not want to do. And if you don't trust that at any time a no is okay, or uh, like you said, Dedeker, actually, what if we did this instead? That then it's like even earlier on in this chain, even if that's like, hey, do you want to make out? It's like, no, because I know you're going to ask for this thing and then you're going to get upset with me if I say no. And it's hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense, actually, why that sort of chain of, of no's. Or like if you have a friend who you offer to hang out with and then you just like can't escape them for the next six hours or something is it another you know non-sexual version of this where it's like i'm less likely to say yes to you because i don't feel like i'm going to be able to say no for the rest of the day if i've said this one yes right yeah yeah so how do we practice this one of becoming the kind of person where it's easy to say 
no to. How do we get a dominatrix involved? Is what I'm really <laughs> that's really trying to go all for. Here. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, the the practice part, as you're saying, like talking mm-hmm. about that, is really important. And just being able to say, okay, thank you for taking care of yourselves, and really meaning it, mm, and realizing, like hey, it's okay that this person said no to me. I'm choosing not to take it personally in this moment. Okay, so when the dominatrix is in here, Emily, then we'll first do the first round of you saying no to her a bunch mm-hmm. of times, and mm-hmm. then we'll swap it where you ask her for stuff, and then she keeps saying no to you, and then we can all practice being like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. Thanks for taking care of yourself. Yeah. Thanks for, you know. Yeah. I don't think I'm particularly clearly. bad at that one, but it's a good thing to yeah, practice regardless. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Something that I learned about fairly recently, you know, when making requests of people is kind of based on the same principle. Uh, If in your request you can also communicate just actually even sometimes quite bluntly that it's okay to say no, uh, that those Mm. requests tend to be uh, not only, first of all, accepted much more frequently, but also just taken much better, even when the answer is a no, you know? So even being able to tell people things like, hey, do you mind doing this thing? Um, if you can't, that's okay. Let me know, you know, if that's true, if it truly is okay that they <laughs> say no, <laughs> um, mm. you know, and, and them saying no doesn't mean you're going to be all weird and passive aggressive to them, you know, things like that, or things like, Hey, you know, what do you think about hanging out this week? Um, if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. Or, or if it's not a good time, like that's okay, you know, or just let me know or something like that, that actually telegraphing, letting people know, hey, you do actually have a choice here. And I'm kind of helping mm-hmm. you to even be able to save face because I'm the one who's brought up like, hey, I will also receive a no, that that interaction is just much more likely to go uh, much more fluid and just feel better for both of you. Yeah, I think part of part of that is like one is doing the self work to actually be at the place where a no actually is an answer you can accept and and will respect. Um, And then also, it's not so easy to just say like, oh, say these words and then they'll know it's okay to say no. But it's like, just because you know that no is an okay answer to give doesn't mean they're going to feel that way. And this could be because of you in the past or more likely i would say this could be because of their thousands of experiences they've had with other human beings that have shown them whatever it is right that oh actually saying no makes people feel bad like we talked about or that saying no could even be dangerous to me and this is something i've found particularly as as a man in my interactions with women that like becoming more aware of that fact that while I might think I'm a perfectly safe and reasonable person to say no to, there's no guarantee that any women in my life will know that about me or, or even agree with that statement to be, to be totally honest with myself um, that, you know, I can't know that. And so it's not just so easy as saying like, Oh yeah, well sure. No problem. Like I can take a no, no big deal. Uh, there, there's kind of like you really have to go that extra mile sometimes to make it clear that it's safe and make make it clear, showing by example that it's okay to say no to you in a whole number of situations and, and scenarios. Um, and that uh, that's just, I guess, just really being aware of that. And I think that doesn't just apply to men's relationships with women. I just, I think it's especially 
strong there. Like it's especially embedded in our culture in that. But with anything else, if it's talking with someone who's younger than you or a subordinate at work or someone that has less money than you or someone of a different race than you or nationality or like any number of things that might create some sort of a hierarchy in that relationship, whether that's actual, you know, agreed upon between you or not, uh, that that's something to be aware of and to kind of like that it's worth going that extra mile to be like, no is actually a good answer. And I want to prove that to you. I want to show that to you that, that no is safe and that it's okay. So in conclusion, it's very important to be able to say no, to receive no, and then to be someone who is good at receiving no. And yeah, then your life is going to be awesome. <laughs> and, get a, and get a dominatrix involved somehow. Sure. I mean, that sounds great just in general. But yeah. Uh, uh, is it okay for me to read a poem in oh, conclusion? Yes. By wow, what, a, what a surprise bonus is it ending. From wow. The poem book that you gave me? Uh, from Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Yes, it is. Oh, oh wait, wait, no. A different one. Uh, that's another yes. that's a different poem book that wait, I gave did you. Did you give me that one? Yeah, you gave me that years one. That was ago. one of like the first gifts yeah. you ever gave me. Yeah. Yeah, years and years and years that. ago. I gave I you a copy of, of Leaves oh, of Grass. Yeah. Jeez. I've given you multiple books of poems over the course of our relationship Look at together. You. Oh. Wow. Uh no, this is uh by one of my favorites, Walt Whitman. It's a very short poem. Don't get afraid. Um it's a very, very short poem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when you sent me this episode, Jace, it just made me think of this poem in particular that has come to mind for me a lot whenever I've had to deal with rejection or with a no from somebody or something. Um, hmm. So this poem is called Stronger Lessons by Walt Whitman. Have you learned lessons only of those who admired you and were tender with you and stood aside for you? Have you not learned the great lessons of those who rejected you and braced themselves against you or treated you with contempt or disputed the passage with you? That's it. Mm. The wow. end. The Thank end. you, Mr. Whitman. Super short. Yeah. <laughs> Walt <He's> guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. So for our bonus episode, which is for our Patreon supporters, we want to do a quick little dive into the world of saying yes and how sometimes being <laughs> able to say yes. Day. Yeah. Opposite day. Uh, as sometimes saying yes can be hard. And we're going to explore that a little bit. So if you want to get that, you can become one of our patrons uh, at the $7 or up level gets the bonus episodes. So we would love to hear from all of you. What did you think of this episode? Was there anything that was new for you or something that reminded you of something you want to work on? Or maybe something you're like, oh, you guys missed this great one. I want to share that too. Our other listeners would love to hear that too. And the best place to share with them is in this episode's discussion thread in our private Facebook group or Discord chat. You can get access to these groups and join our exclusive community by going to patreon.com slash multiamory. In addition, you can share with us publicly on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or you can email us at info at multiamory.com. Multiamory is created and produced by Dedeker Winston, Emily Matlack, and me, Jace Lindgren. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio Balvanera. Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our production assistants are Rachel Shenowark and Carson Collins. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP. The full transcript is available on this episode's page on multiamory.com. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.